0: It's a little after one o'clock, low down, sports 1440, hanging out until two o'clock today when Jason Greger hits the radio. And I do not believe I've had the pleasure before, long overdue. We say hello and welcome Steve Simmons from Toronto Sun. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Very busy day. I, I, I'm trying to remember how long ago I started reading your Sunday notes. I know I, I think I read the first edition. How long have you been doing that? Uh, a little over thirty years. Yeah, I knew it was a long time, and and way that... too long. <laughs> well, I like it because I love all the sports that you report on, but you also do some obscure names about you know birthdays and you know I I don't think there's very many places I might see like Pepe Frias uh, in in you know uh, in a newspaper these days, and and you might throw that out one day, right?
1: The remarkable thing to me is that. This column has taken on a life of its own, and and people seem to love it, and people seem to want it, and it just doesn't It doesn't grow old. It may have grown old for me, it hasn't grown old for the reader, and it, it does tremendous business on a weekly basis, and um, I, I cannot complain that people enjoy it. So from that point of view, uh, I'd like to be off of some Saturdays on occasion, but... It doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately.
0: Well, there's good stuff in it, and there's stuff that people haven't read, and there's news in it, too, and that's always a key. Um, Is it harder now to gather those those little nuggets or big nuggets uh, because it's so competitive, or was it just as hard 30 years ago?
1: No, it was quite different. See, what happened uh, 30 years ago was something would happen on a Tuesday. And it's not like today where there's social media and there's talk radio and there's, you know, all the Internet stuff. So by the time I'll use the Mike Babcock thing as an example, by the time the Mike Babcock story is eaten up and chewed up and digested, you know, five days later, it's kind of old news. So you have to find a way to approach that or something else differently. Whereas 25 years ago, I'd hold on to stuff for you know, I always kept a file of things that I would use, but I'd hold on to them. And, and now uh, it, it's much more difficult and challenging. And what what you have to do is you really have to approach whatever it is you're talking about. You know, I, I'll use Connor McDavid as an example. You just If he signs his, 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 a new deal, then you have to find a way to talk about it differently than everybody else has been talking about it for the last five days.
0: That's fair. And actually, I get that. And it's, it's, uh, um, I, I, I back then, did you, did you, this is a weird question, but do you, do you have to work more hours, but maybe less time at the rink because you're always, you know, your phone's always alive and you might have to, you know, run something down at midnight?
1: Um, not so much of that. It was more, I've always sort of what I called kept a live file. So if something happens Monday, I write it down. something happens Tuesday, I write it down. I, I have a thought, um, I, I write it down. I think one of the reasons I really have trouble sleeping, I'm an insomniac, and I believe one of the reasons I have trouble sleeping is because of the stupid column. <laughs> uh, because my mind is always, what do I say about this? How do I approach that? How do I go about this? The difference between years ago and now is that the column years ago was one page. Uh, I don't remember when they changed it, but they changed it to two pages, Uh, maybe 10 years or so ago so it's twice the amount of words which means twice the amount of work um, which means my mind is going crazy twice the amount of time and and you still have to get it done by saturday afternoon
0: and you know that somewhere in that sentence an editor was going maybe we could do three pages
1: yes and thank god he never found me
0: Uh, Jays, steady diet of Rays and Yankees. I've been watching them closely here in the last, I don't know, uh, month or so, just because I thought this would be a good time to jump on board on a team that was obviously going to make the postseason. But those Jays are making things interesting.
1: Boy, this season has been minute to minute. It's one of the strangest baseball seasons I've ever been around. Every time I think they're in, something happens to send them out. And when I think they're out, something happens to send them back in. Um, Last week, they played the, quote, the big series of the year, a home series against Texas. They they just get swept. They got kicked in the face. I mean, they were absolutely obliterated by the Texas Rangers. So the Rangers win four straight in Toronto. The Blue Jays absolutely stink at home. What happens afterwards? The Jays then sweep the Red Sox on the weekend. Texas loses all three games of its series. And now, you know, that Texas series was all but meaningless a few days ago, which seemed to be the be-all and end-all of the season. So here we are with teams having 12 or 11 games to go, I think depending on, you know, what what happens standings-wise. and And Seattle and Toronto and Texas are all, you know, fighting for two, three teams fighting for two wild-card spots. And, you know, we'll see what happens to who gets in and who doesn't. In an American League where there's now six teams in the playoffs instead of the five that have been in for so many years, so
0: uh, I, I I looked at the numbers, the the box numbers for each player, and I said to myself, in September, Vladdy's going to go off and he'll win the division because, or he'll win the the playoff spot because you know the, the numbers suggest that he's got a lot of home runs still in his toolkit that he'll he'll get out of his system by the end of the year. Sh- should I give up on that? Is this just a, a a year where, where there's a power outage for Mr. Guerrero?
1: Well, he's actually had, I think, three in his last four games, which for him is like a wild streak. Uh, I wrote a column maybe a week ago on on maybe the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. We thought he was going to be. He's never going to be. Maybe that great yeah. player from 2021, you know, will never return to that form again. Um, and maybe this is closer to who he is. You know, since then he's hit three home runs. Which means I really should stop writing about any of these things. <laughs> um, uh, what we expected Guerrero to be when he came to Toronto was a generational player. He was going to be the baseball McDavid, uh, and all the build-up, and all the minor league stuff, and all of the money they put into him, signing him, and and everything, and his father, and you know, father being a Hall of Famer. Um, Uh, You just expected him to be this great, great player. And sometimes he looks like it. And what he is, he's a big kid who likes to have fun. And I wish he took the game a touch more seriously than he seems to take it. But every once in a while, he just turns it on and and lights up the skies. But in this Blue Jays season where they really lacked offense and they really lacked uh, hitting with runners in scoring position, and home runs are way down, and Guerrero's home runs are way down. It's like, you know, again, we ask the question, who is he? Is he the two eighty twenty one guy, and this is, this is the bottom, or is this the median now, and this is where we go from here? It's hard to figure who he is and what he is, and boy, even on the weekend, the Jays swept the Red Sox, and they had trouble scoring runs. In fact, one of the games they won, uh, I think it was Dalton Varshaw who hit a line drive to center field, yes. right at the center fielder, who came in three steps and let it go over his head. Um, you know, like the strangest things have happened with this team all season long. They don't hit much. They should hit more. And uh, it's hard to get a, a sense of, you know, a team with its, whose pitching has been as great as the Blue Jays' pitching has been, are fighting like heck to get into one of the playoff spots.
0: I was talking to a friend of mine about that that ball that was was right at the center fielder, and I said, I said, I think it was hard to judge because it was right at him. And she said that she thought maybe the lights. Did you have a theory on why it was played so poorly?
1: Yeah, probably he's not the world's greatest center fielder. Okay, all right, it's that's good too. That's <laughs> the best thing I can think of. I mean, I, I'm in that stadium an awful lot. I'm watching balls being hit to all parts of the ballpark. I'm rarely if ever seeing a ball that should be caught going over someone's head. I mean, you know, it isn't the lights. It's not the, it's not the vision. It's not, he just misplayed it. He, he immediately charged in on the ball that, and the minute he did it, you could almost, there was that moment of, uh Oh, and then he turned around and tried to get back and he couldn't get back enough to, to, make the catch. And you know th- that that was the Jays' weekend. They they had another they had a play at home plate. I think where Devers got thrown out at home plate by Bo Bichette. And Devers is by far the best player on the Red Sox. Like, no one's even close to him. For whatever reason, he just decided not to run. Like he kind of he he was going home, but he didn't go home full speed. And he didn't go home hard. He kind of just sauntered his way home. Well, uh, Bichette threw about, You know. Things are just sort of breaking the Jays. Every time it looks like they're breaking the Jays' ways or not breaking the Jays' way, the opposite occurs. So I'm with you know with two weeks or so to go in the season, I'm a bit flabbergasted as to you know what will happen in the final you know 12 games, which are all against either Tampa Bay or the Yankees.
0: I I say that they they if they get in, their pitching is enough to really cause havoc and and maybe go farther. But you what you just said. I agree totally with it. is a is an upside down over under year. May, maybe maybe none of it matters. Maybe it's just the luck of the draw, and and you know they'll 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 win a pitching duel, but somebody will you know uh, have to come out of the bullpen and win it. I, it seems like it's one of those years where you can't predict, and the things that you could count on have gone away.
1: Well, one of the things that seems to happen, I think, more in baseball than in other sports, is the best team doesn't always win in baseball. The best team, the, the team that gets hot in the playoffs, I've seen. We've seen it with wild card teams. We saw it with the St. Louis Cardinals not that long ago, where they snuck into the final playoff spot and went to the World Series. Um, it, it's the team that that seems to be able to, in a short series, you know, do two things: one, get really good pitching and get power hitting. Those are the two things you see that that wins um, wins world series and wins baseball series. This group of ball players, under Ross Atkins, the general manager and Mark Shapiro, the president have never won a playoff game. They have been in the playoffs against Tampa. They lost two straight. They were in the playoffs last year against Seattle. They lost two straight the year before that. They lost on the final or second last day of the season and, and missed the playoffs by one game winning 91 games. I think that year, um, so this group has never experienced postseason success. And all year long, uh, Kevin Gosman, who's by far their best starting pitcher, uh, has been saying something's wrong here, like there's something not like working. He couldn't put his finger on what it is or, or how it is, but he, he knew instinctually that this team's not playing to capabilities. And here they are, you know, they're heading for ninety wins again. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they should have ninety five. Maybe they have enough talent to have ninety five. But whatever it is about them, they seem to come up short. And, you know, offensively that has been the problem most of the season. And it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing in New York uh, against what's left of the Yankees over the next three days.
0: Quick question on the Leafs, how do you see them? Do you I, I know they you know they're they're obviously uh, different this year. Uh, they've got a uh, Noah Gregor as a PTO. I think that's interesting. Uh, do you see this team as being stronger than they were a year ago?
1: I think it's pretty much the same. To be perfectly honest, um, I think it's pretty much the same team with the same challenges. You know, can you get out of your division? Can you get, you know, whether it's Tampa or last year it was Florida or before, you know, Boston in the past. You know, you have to get through those. Sort of teams before you can move on, and the Leafs have been a very good regular season team, uh, uh, from 100 points to 115 points, or in that range. You know, one of the better te- They've been one of the better teams in the NHL for about five years, but they have not been a team that's shown any capacity to win in the playoffs. And even when they beat Tampa last year, I thought they were outplayed. Frankly, in in in, in four of the six games. Um, you know, in, in, of that series, and, and and or if it was seven, I, I I'd have to go back and look these things up. But I I didn't think they were the better team in the series, and they won the series. And against Florida, they were certainly not the better team. They lost in five. Um, so they have not shown the propensity to win when it matters most. And yeah, they've got some great players. And they still have some great players, and they have. I think they're pretty good everywhere. But their back end is is thin compared to, you know, you watched Vegas win the Cup with a really strong defense. You've seen other teams win the Cup with, you know, Victor Hedman starring or or whomever it's been over the past several years. Um, Kale McCarr. The Leafs don't have one of those. They don't have one of those guys. And they don't have a six-man core that can do what Vegas did last year. And that, I think, to be honest, I don't know how you fix that when when you don't have that much money to move around or that much flexibility because of salary cap. And so your upper echelon players have to be greater than they've been come playoff time to overcome, I believe, the defense that's not good enough.
0: Final question for you, and I want this badly to be true, so I'm going to put it to you because you have a wealth of experience in this area. Something happened this week with Mike Babcock, where the NHLPA and Marty Walsh were involved, and it. I I hope that it represents a sea change. That there's there's at least some power there and some backbone and spine in the NHLPA. Am I way wrong, or is there a possibility that's true?
1: Well, you the, the, can't be way wrong because there's been no spine for what. Ever, yes. Um, basically, you go through what well, the NHLPA has. Been, it's been run by players who, by people who didn't represent the players. Alan Eagleson. And so we, Alan Eagleson, Bob Goodenow. lost. You know, people lost a hockey year because of Bob Goodenow. Um, some, somebody else was reading emails. Uh, Ted Saskin was reading emails, and all Don Fear did was get paid. You know, yeah. I don't know what he did of any consequence, other than cost to players that opportunity, and cost hockey fans the Olympics. Um, So to me, they've had absolutely disastrous leadership forever. This is a great sign because there's some sign of leadership here. The very fact that they got involved to begin with is unusual. Um, And I'll go back to to, to the most horrendous incident I can think of, and that's the Todd Bertuzzi-Steve Moore thing. Yes. The NHLPA never protected Steve Moore. They never did a damn thing for him. I think it's one of the great disgraces in, in modern hockey history. Um, and you would think that this is a guy who lost his career from an on-ice incident that never should have happened, and the PA didn't do a darn thing about it. They looked the other way. And in this case, this was not, let's be honest now, this is not a guy losing his career. This is not a guy getting his head smashed into the ice. Um, it's, it's, it's serious, but it's not serious of that nature, yes. And I'm happy to see Marty Walsh and the PA and and Ron Hainesy and these people get involved. And hopefully, it's a sign that the players who have never won a negotiation with the NHL, by the way, uh, will finally have some substance in their leadership.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, after the Moore file, and then give Marty Walsh the Jim Harrison file, and maybe maybe we can make some things right. I enjoyed this, Steve Simmons. Thank you so much. Let's do it again. All right, sir. That's Steve Simmons, the Toronto Star. 30 years. I read a blog. I've written it every day for 20 years. But I, I can put up a, a picture of a goat and people will respond. He has to do the work. 30 years. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? They went from one pages to two? It, he, in, in, in the way he presented it, you knew it was a mountain more work.
2: But lucky an editor wasn't there to make it three, so silver <laughs> yeah, linings.
0: That's right. I'm glad he didn't hang out what I suggested that. Oh, well, there you go. All right, I enjoyed that. It was good get by you, by the way. You booked that guest, and we appreciate it. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuick.com. Say hi to Doug, and we'd like to say hi to Mary. We'll take a break. Your comments on the way, and you're on fire today about what you'd like to see in Edmonton Auto's training camp. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports. 1440. It's the lowdown. Sports 1440. What's the what's the name of that song? This one is Run This Town by Jay-Z, Rihanna and Kanye West. Well, it's a I like it. I like the guitar line. And I don't know all the words, but it had a really nice start.
2: It's my it's my walkout song. If I ever headline Madison Square Garden against Terrence Terrence Bud Crawford, that'll be the song Wait I walk out to.
0: If you ever, yeah. I mean, have a little faith in yourself. I figure
2: I got like a three year window to get it done. So clock's ticking, but I, I have faith. What are you? Twenty six? Uh, yeah, about that. You got like five years. Okay, but he's getting older too, though. That's yeah. the thing. Well, so, you, you know?
0: got the man strength now, but you yeah. need the the you need the veteran savvy. Do you, do, do you believe that savvy is a word? Oh, I know savvy is a
2: word. Okay, right. I use savvy probably four or five times a day. <laughs> I just sprinkle it into conversation to prove to people it's a word.
0: Just a pinch that's between
2: how, your cheek and gum. That's how confident I am with that one.
0: Hey, do we have any Alabama shakes? Yeah,
2: I can check. I can check.
0: I love, love Alabama shakes. And talking heads, look that up too. Um, can't get over how interesting Steve Simmons was. I had not interviewed him before. And and you, you know you, you I've heard him interviewed, but he was he brought it today, and I love that he that he what he said about the NHLPA because you know people don't say that stuff but it's absolutely true. Do me a favor when you get a chance. You don't have to go down to the Edmonton Public Library like the old days. You look up Jim Harrison and say Bob Pulford and Bill Wirtz W I R T Z. And you will just be ashamed of humanity when you read it. My goodness. I thought this was supposed to be the first twang Tuesday. Well, you are right, Mr. Mister. We forgot. I did. Did you forget?
2: Completely. Completely. Totally, I had no idea.
0: Well, you know, I
2: heard you read that text, and I was like, "Oh my! What did I do wrong?"
0: No, it should be like the I, I, I'm. I have a full brain and a functioning uh, set of fingers and toes, and so I didn't do it either.
2: I am going to go ahead and guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt next Tuesday will be the first Twang Tuesday.
0: And we didn't. We were talking about Reba McIntyre.
2: That's, ca- that's, that's not great show that. that I love
0: anyway. <laughs> That's twang Tuesday adjacent. I think that's the best endorsement you can give of a, of a, because like, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, she's the best. But everything she does is brilliant. So that's not me watching a show that, you know, like Vice or whatever that I go, oh, well, it's a, you know, I don't like this show, but I love her. She's brilliant in everything she does. You didn't like Veep? That's what I meant. What did I say, Vice? Yeah, but you didn't like it. (laughs) I love. I okay. It. No, I, I. What I'm saying is, she's good. She is great. I don't know yep. the name of the show, yep. but <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Veep, Yeah, love that show. <laughs> I told Ryan. you I was getting comfortable being on the show, and yeah. why did I think Vice? Is there a show called Vice? I'm sure there... Well, there was a movie called Vice about the life of
2: Dick Cheney where Christian Bale played him. Um, But in the show, she was vice president then. You know that
0: Dick Cheney shot his friend in the face?
2: And then he apologized for the pain and suffering he had caused the Cheney family during that time.
0: Honest to God, like th- that is when you should not use a weapon. you shouldn't use a weapon anyway, unless you, you know, are a hunter gatherer or, uh, you know, have varmints who are invading the, the, the chicken coop.
2: Did you know there was like a two hour period when Bush was do- he was having a colonoscopy that Dick Cheney was officially the president of the United Which States? Which is the scariest
0: thing you yeah. could say to me. He was the most powerful man in the world for a couple hours. One time. He was the puppeteer anyway, a lot of people. When say, Reagan but. got shot, there was a man named Alexander Haig who was not in charge, who went right to the front of the media line and said, I'm in charge here <laughs> and started barking out orders. And he became famous for that. That's what his, his, you know. Like I, I, you know, if you look it up on Wikipedia, I'm sure I'm in charge here now. Is at least three paragraphs.
2: Where was H W? Was he just, was he just by the hospital bed? Or oh, right? I'm not
0: sure, and, and I, I, I hope I got it right. This was Reagan, so Reagan's vice president would have been H W. It right? was H W. Yep. You know American history. Ah, uh, yeah, I know a little bit. Hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. What's
2: a? I'm not gonna, you know, flaunt my feathers or whatever. Yeah, I know a little bit. <laughs>
0: Flaunting your feathers a big thing for your family,
2: is I was going to say tote my something, but I couldn't think of the phrase, so I had to pivot. I wasn't going to risk embarrassing myself again.
0: (laughs) We're going to have such fun with that brain of yours. It's going to be the best.
2: The bees are making honey today.
0: Yes, they are. Don't sleep on my capitals. If Kemper plays steady, and now that Wilson, Oshie, Backstrom, Carlson, who all miss significant time with major injuries, have had a nice long offseason to get healthy. Ovi's chase for the scoring title. They know the window for uh, winning is now or never. I'm excited. Missing the playoffs was probably the best thing for them. Pittsburgh is in a similar spot. Go Caps, go JJ. Okay. JJ, love you. But I'm going to tell you about history. History informs... The future. And when you're old, there's a song about multiple chins, but I'm not going there. When you're old, the the injuries that you suffered a year ago often come back again. And so uh, there were so many injuries on the Caps. I'm not going to say everybody's injured. And Connor Brown is in Edmonton, not Washington. But... They are all long in the tooth hockey-wise. I love Ovechkin's, I don't love Ovechkin's politics, but I love Ovechkin's career arc. And I hope he beats, I hope he wins, I hope he has the all-time record by the end of it because records were made to be broken. But having said that, Ovi needs to have um, a healthy year and a good team around him. I don't know if he's going to get both of those things. Music much better had Garth this morning. That last tune was garbage from Brian. No, it wasn't. It was a very good song. I mean I don't know the whole song, but it was a great start. I
2: I like the whole song for what it's worth. I know you I know you only heard about the first fifteen seconds or so. I think the rest of the song actually gets better. So maybe if Brian listens to the whole thing, he'll change his mind.
0: Also, we we always enjoy variety in life, you know? When 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 you listen to... That's why when people get mad at country music, I go, well, you're listening to the wrong country music. You're listening to 9,999,999 tears instead of something really, really good, like something that was written by, you know, John Pine, like um, Angel from Montgomery, stuff like that. I mean, there's great music in any genre, which is also a word. Which one?
2: Music? Music?
0: Oh, you meant genre? No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing, I'm playing. Sure. Now you're just, you know, <laughs> you're, kidding, you're rapping with the stuff now. <laughs> hey LT, was your last guest referring to the Bertuzzi and Steve Moore incident, or am I misremembering something between Moore and Lucic? No, he he was mentioning Bertuzzi and, and Moore. Moore didn't play again, I don't think. Uh and it was like it was just it was it that there's a lot of fault in that in that game and in that play. And it actually ruined a hell of a good Vancouver Canucks team that got lost in the fray, too. But yeah, that's what he was referring to. I love your pinball of thought, a leaf on the wind. Sure, yeah. Are we? Does that mean we're all over the place? I would think pinball means you're flying all over the place. Yeah, your
2: mind's like a pinball, bouncing around.
0: The the the. I will admit to have, having having had two cups of coffee today. Oh, big yeah. day. Mm-hmm.
2: What's the occasion?
0: No, I I. I I don't drink coffee after the show anymore um, because I'm old and I need my sleep and I don't sleep anyway. But um, I, I did have a cup of coffee this morning at about seven. And then I got this one on the way in and they were two large cups of coffee. What about you? What's your coffee habit?
2: Oh, I drink, I drink, I drink about a pot of coffee a
0: day. No, that's, but you're young. Yeah.
2: And I I try not to drink it after after 1 p.m. or something. But the thing is I started drinking coffee so young because I, I remember I wanted to like try my parents at 12 or 13 and they told me you're not going to like this. So I just started drinking it to prove to them that I actually yeah, would like it and never. then built up a tolerance and now yeah, now I drink yeah. about a, about a pot a day.
0: Yeah, the 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 That's one thing about parents. They could do themselves a huge favor by never daring your especially your male children to do, you know, you
2: can't do that. Oh sure. Oh, I would. I was like oh. eating dirt. I was jumping off trees. Anything to prove them wrong
0: when I was a kid. Yeah, and and there's a there's a the the there's something in the male brain that doesn't say danger, danger, danger. Right. We just go well. What you you said? I couldn't do that. Yeah, and then we're we're, we're what's that? What's that Twitter uh, uh site where it's like. Men don't live long, or something like that, and it's yeah, all, right. It's, it's all stuff, guys. You know, jumping off roofs because yeah. they were told they couldn't, like, like the craziest
2: ladder stunts you've ever seen, just right. like hanging off a balcony trying to get up to the roof or something. Yeah, yeah
0: it's so, pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I just, you know, as a group, hunters, gatherers, builders, innovators. Oh yeah, but part of us is just prewired to be goofy. I think there's that's that. fair. Yeah. Right?
2: No, I, I completely agree. I think there there's also just yeah, the the underlying kind of you just you just want to be able to do everything. You feel like he can do everything and you want to be able to prove it. Do you feel invincible? No, 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 no. I did until I was probably about 9 years old and then I had a reality check that oh, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not so good at everything.
0: I had a when I was about 9, oh, I did dumb stuff. I I hit my head on, my dad, it was his fault. He had this homemade trailer hitch, and it had a, a big bolt coming through. And I I ran into it. I was riding my bike, and I ran into it. And it, it hit the top of my head, and I didn't notice anything. And I, I got up, and I said, woo. And I, my brother said, there's something wrong. And I said, no, no, I'm fine. And my, I, was, I was a towhead. I was, I was blonde. And my head was red from blood, right? And so I had to go to the hospital, and I have, I, 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 I still have a sensitive portion of my head up there because of this bolt in a trailer hitch. But that's what, that's what being a young person is about, right? You learn your limitations, hopefully, while still being alive.
2: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's all a learning experience. Honestly, probably up until you're about 35, maybe even 40, you can attest to this better than I can. Life is just a learning
0: experience. Well, I had a guy once... I, I said to him, he um, was the owner of a place called Massey Sewing Machines. And I was sitting with he and his wife, very nice people. And I said, and I had just turned 40. And I said, I said, you know, when you're 30, you think, man, I was a dummy when I was 20. And when you're 40, you think, how stupid was I at 30? And I left it at that. And Mr. Massey said, <laughs> said Wait until you get to be 50. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because you you go through life learning everything. And you don't stop learning. And if you do, then there's something wrong with you. But I figure by the time I'm 140 years old, I'll have figured all of this out. So you got some time. You still yeah. got some living to do. I absolutely, I'm going to test the boundaries. Yeah. Uh, JJ says, uh, I just turned 60. Does that make me clinically dead no, he said, L- "Love you tied make me laugh and smile. So glad you're back now." I I I think that it's like I I think this is going to sound weird, but I think my dad was older when he was my age than I am, and I think everybody who's my age now is younger than yes. people 30 years ago at the same age.
2: C- could not agree more. Yeah. Could not agree more.
0: I think a lot of it has to do with information technology and uh fear. You know, you got to keep up with these young people like Declan. So you got to. We're coming. We're coming. (laughs) the The best thing that could happen to the entire world of young people is if old people just retired, and then you could get the good jobs and the lucrative opportunities. Not going to happen, but it would be nice. I started drinking black coffee when I was twelve. I'd get home from school, and then I'd go visit my grandparents. Uh, where we would do the chores, drink black coffee, and watch Dukes of Hazard reruns. Do you remember the horn on that show, the, the car? Um, briefly,
2: yeah. briefly. I don't know if I've ever actually seen an episode of the Dukes of Hazard. I think I saw the movie with Jessica Simpson, and I'm sure I've seen clips of it, so a little bit. I think I think I remember they a little had little bit.
0: guys named Cletus in it. As did I they? I did not watch that. I was not a big um, like fan of the show, um, just because I, I just wasn't. You know, you're their fan or you're not. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a murder she wrote kind of Yeah, person.
2: Dukes of Hazzard, I don't think there are many casual middle ground watchers. I think that's one I think that's very
0: fair. I think you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. Although the Waylon Jennings theme song was very nice. Mm. So yeah. I guess we're, we should take a break now. And we should tell you that Gregor... Do we have Gregor's lineup? Can we do that before we take a break?
2: Yeah, I could certainly pull up uh, Gregor's lineup here before we head the break. He's got Colin Chalkon, Condors head coach, going to be on at two twenty. Sean Brown, co- former NHLer, will be co-hosting starting at three. Dave McCarthy from Sirius XM three twenty. Jason Strudwick, for Strud's on at four twenty. Mark Spector at five, and Derek Van Diest at five
0: twenty. Interesting lineup on Gregor's show today. Yeah, it's a good one. It's low down, driven by Wolf GMC Buick. On Sports 1440. The it's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Once in a lifetime radio program. That is maybe my favorite talking head song. And he, I, I, I know you've seen the video where he's wearing that ridiculous suit. And he, <laughs> double jointed. I don't know what he is, but he's like, he's out there. Great video. Great I
2: song. had no idea that was a talking head song. Like, that was one of the songs that I knew, but I couldn't put a name to or a band oh. to. I love that song, but I had no idea they were talking heads.
0: The, the, that band, um, and then the offspring, like some burn stuff and, and Tom Tom Club, uh, they're just so out. Uh, they're so good. And, yeah. I mean, listen to everything they ever did and, and you still like, and do it like 50 times. Really, really good.
2: And then do it once more.
0: Yeah. I think people who drink straight black coffee hate themselves. I don't know. That's- I mean, I, I, I drank black coffee for years until I, I it it it's a little, um, I don't know if acidic is the right word, but it's a little tough to take as you get older. So I have a little bit of cream in it, but I, I like black coffee.
2: I drink my coffee black and I'm one of the vainest people I know. So what does that say? I don't okay. think you
0: are. I think yeah. you'd like to be, but I, <laughs> maybe. Probably, maybe that's it. I, I just don't think you're good enough to be vain. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's probably, that's probably some truth to that. <laughs> um, uh,
0: Dukes of Hazard must watch for under 12 boys, cars jumping creeks on a daily basis, stupid cops crashing into trees in the background. Yeah, there are a lot of stupid cop movies uh, made about Southern police officers. Smokey and the Bandit was one in the 70s. Jerry Reed, who was a country music singer, he made a career out of, out of driving a truck down the road, talking on the CB radio in movies, like with a twang. And I, I bet he did 20 movies. There was one called Convoy, which the hit single came from. That is, uh, It's really a story about trucks getting together and driving across America. That's it. I mean, it's not a great plot.
2: But it's sure made for a great movie.
0: No, oh. uh, Cletus Hogg was Boss Hogg's son. Okay, I really do not know that show very well at all. So
2: no, me too. The, uh, I I can't help out in any capacity. This no, is all news to me. No,
0: so. it, it's I, I. I'm not trying to be uh, deliberately obtuse. Although I'm very good at it, I just am not in this particular case. Mm. So there you go. I I'm I feel like I have something to say and I feel like it will be make some people mad but I I want to say it out loud and then I will live with the consequences The NHL teams today are releasing their training camp rosters and there's no reason for the owners not to release theirs now the rookie camp is done everybody's flown back it, it, it you could do it now and I think they're waiting for Bob's show on the other station. I'm just going to say it, maybe for Gregor's show. I don't know, but I, I, and I'm not going to like send a formal complaint in or anything like that. But you know, I'm out here prepping with with you know really uh, no net. And if if they drop the roster right now, I would have it, and I could I could talk about it for ten full minutes here. And and we could discuss it, even though we already know the roster. I'd have the official one in my hands. And if there's an Anson Carter or an essa Tikkanen, I would know it. So if it drops like at 458 today, I want you to remember what I said. Or 158. You know, the I, I agreed to do the noon to two because waivers happens at noon. It used to happen at ten o'clock when I had my show. And then they moved it because JMO and Gary Bettman got together and conspired against me.
2: And they actually might have. You never know with JMO.
0: Well, he knows a lot of people. <laughs> He's
2: always doing something. So he knows true. a lot
0: of people. I, I I do wonder about goalies because Ryan Fatty is hurt. We have a uh, Jason Gregor had that three weeks ago. So you've got you've got Skinner Campbell. You've got Pickard Rodriguez. Two for the NHL, two for the AHL. Usually, you have a couple of extra goaltenders, and they 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 brought in three junior guys, but not you know not at a low. They're all just like eighteen year old kids. So I did wonder about that. And and Brochu was signed by Fort Wayne. He might be a guy who ends up on the list. My dad said, if you want to drink coffee, you drink it black. So I do and i can tell good coffee from bad coffee in one sip it's true
2: my my dad said the exact same thing
0: no it's true you, i
2: feel like i sent that text
0: you you absolutely and 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 coffee that is bad coffee is is dreck it's the lowest of the it's, it is Horrible. it is a liar yep. because you expect it to be it's like a bad chocolate bar how do you do that
2: bad coffee is undrinkable I won't force my way through a bad coffee if it's bad. I just won't drink it.
0: Do you want me to drive the text line to madness? Do you want me to do that? Yeah. Big Turk sucks. Oh. Yeah. I love Big Turk. No, well, I know, but I don't like it. I'd rather have an Eat More, which involves me losing 11 teeth. I like those, two. Yeah.
2: Those are pretty good, but don't, big Tarrant, come on. No, I don't, don't Don't like it at all. You got pretty animated, so I'll step off a little bit, but I'm not, I, I want you to know that I'm not happy.
0: I love glossette raisins, but when they come in the box, they taste like the box.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. They taste like the movie theater to me because they just seem like such a movie theater snack.
0: I'm a nibs guy at the movie theater. Oh, nibs, my. popcorn, and then the Coke.
2: Okay, it's not bad.
0: Yeah. I like peanut Nibs. I don't. I would rather go Smarties. That's criminal.
2: (laughs) That's lock you up and throw away the key behavior.
0: What's the weirdest thing you ever did at a movie theater?
2: Oh... I, I think I tried to sneak into a movie once when I was like 13, and we got caught, and they just made us buy tickets. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was it. I, I haven't done that's anything. Not, that's not I know I haven't. It. I haven't done anything crazy. I just go and I watch my movie and I leave. I don't do anything crazy there.
0: Back when drive-ins happened, you would you'd, you'd pick because you'd rotate right, but you the driver of the vehicle would drive in, and there'd be like a bunch of people hiding in the trunk. Well, two people hiding in the trunk because you paid like by car but i think also by person.
2: See if if i had ever gone to a drive in i think i probably would have done that. Yeah. Cuz someone would have wanted to ride in the trunk too. It would have well, been
0: a fun experience. Back then money was money, right? Like it's yeah. not like now where everybody has lots and nobody worries about money. Back then, you know, people didn't have money. So you had to resort to I'm teasing. I know that money is Big Turk is not good. You need to be removed from field. I knew that. I knew as soon as i said it that because because look here are the good uh, here are the good chocolate bars kit kat is a great chocolate bar mirage is a great chocolate bar um, is
2: mirage the coconut one
0: no okay uh wigwams are great chocolate bars they don't make them anymore i don't think but they're very good uh anything with like rum and butter is good jersey milks are very good um anything caramel makes is good <laughs> Got a friend of mine saying I don't think we can be friends anymore because I've insulted.
2: I, I just had no I just have nothing to say.
0: Yeah. I know <laughs> it's it's, it's Mars bars are excellent.
2: Mars bars are good.
0: Yeah. Um, I like Kit Kats, too. You, oh, you Kit went, Kats you are went, the best
2: bar. Yeah, you went like two for nine, but it's okay.
0: Kit Kats are the best chocolate bar on earth. <sighs> I like a Snickers. I think Gregor likes big turk, so he'll be mad at me. Yeah. Might be As my you final should. day most, working. Most here. people do. <laughs> um, yeah. Milky Way. Did you ever have a Milky Way? Very good bar.
2: I've had a Milky Way. It's just, I'm not a big caramel and chocolate guy, so I'm not a huge. What guy. about Same Bounty? Like,
0: Bounty is coconut.
2: Yeah, ba- okay, I don't like that one. Is, is, that. is Mirage almond then?
0: No, almond's like, a, or almond. Mirage is like a, it's like a, it's like a, uh arrow bar.
2: Oh, okay, I could I be into that. Except that like it's, that.
0: it gets all chocolatey in your teeth and then you're, mmm, mmm, that's so good. Mm. I'm not reading that about Tim Hortons. If you like Kit Kat's LT, you must love Coffee Crisp. I love Coffee Crisp. Always have.
2: Now you're talking, finally. Took 19 minutes of this segment, but we're getting somewhere. <laughs> well, okay, smartass.
0: What's your favorite five chocolate bars?
2: Oh, off the top? All right. Uh, Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, O. Henry's, Snickers, Mars. Snickers is very What about Wonder Bar? I like Wonder Bar too, but I'll give I'll give Kit Kat I'll give Kit Kat the five spot. They'll sneak onto the uh, okay. they missed the Rushmore, but they'll sneak into the top five.
0: I do love O Henry's. I always have Sweet Marie. I don't think they make them anymore. They were very good. I I oh Cuban lunch yeah yeah Dean in Bear's Paw said that. People are asking what Jason Strudwick's favorite chocolate bar is. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. With him, it's probably... I think it's just whatever you give him. he take it with a smile. Butter on a stick. I yeah. mean, Struddy is very basic. Chicken and broccoli. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever had chocolate. It would just be a waste. Should we take him some? No. Okay. Libs, uh, Libs, low-tide nibs in the, in the warm popcorn is the shizzle. I don't know why that sentence eluded me, but it did. <laughs> Mike from Calgary. Would <sighs> you would would you like we can agree that the red licorice is the best. But would you prefer twizzlers or nibs? Twizzlers. It's interesting because I, like I love to, both.
2: I like to chew my way through the whole the whole twizzle. You know? <laughs> like the nibs are good, but I just like with how small they are, I just put them back too quickly.
0: You you, you take a simple a simple sentence and make it sound sound a little bit, you know. I prime it for air. I think maybe you pumped that one a little much. Um, Low Tide, you haven't mentioned Eat More Bars. I did. Ryan the Grain Bagger. I mentioned uh, Eat More is right off the top, I believe. Didn't I? You did, yeah. yeah. You, mentioned, you, you mentioned how they always get stuck in your teeth. No, I think that was Mirage. Okay. Wonder Bar. Wigwam. Wigwag. No, wasn't it wigwam? I think it was wigwam. And wasn't it a British chocolate bar as well? Oh, I don't have any idea where okay. it came from. The British okay. don't make anything good food wise. <laughs> Beans That's on probably. toast is okay. This is what's wrong. They, they, they dominated the world at wars, like they did. They, they owned everything. Just asked India for their stuff back.
2: Colonized everything and couldn't bring one piece of good food back. Meanwhile,
0: the Italians can't elect a government, and the French are off doing something all the time, and they bring love, wine, food back. Both nations
2: are always cooking. No wonder their government can't get anything done.
0: Honestly, I don't know what's wrong with the British. Why don't you just have one meal that is edible?
2: All you had to do is not put like peas on french fries and it's we would have like, been okay. But you, you went know what we that should is, do? like your national cuisine.
0: You know, Harold, let's put all of that in a inside a sheep's stomach and then boil that puppy for 11 days. I don't get it. They, they could have taken people. everything. All the good stuff. All the spices and stuff. They took them. They just didn't use them properly.
2: <laughs> what a, a waste of a nation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who else can we insult? Crunchy bar is great. I don't like crunchy bars.
2: I like, I like the sponge toffee of a crunchy bar, so I'm no. a fan. Those ones were always favored at Halloween when I was a kid.
0: Kit Kat Gold I have never had. I've had the the Kit Kats that are the the chonky ones, like not the small little slender ones, the chonky ones. The big tubby ones, I like those. I'm not describing it very well. Cherry Blossom, I remember the jingle. If you got me drunk, I'd sing you the jingle. But you'd have to get me very drunk. A box of Smarties, uh, and the size of a matchbook nowadays, low tide. Is that right? Oh, didn't know that. Nibs all the way. Then pull and peel. Is this? We're doing, we're doing, uh, chocolate bars and treats. I don't know what that is. And then Twizzlers. We gotta stay on task here, folks. That'll be a different show. Cuban lunch is the best. Crunch bars, criminally underrated. Eat more. I've already said that. Strud's like anything with bananas, like banana bread. I love banana bread. I love. I have banana bread at my house right now.
2: It's you didn't fr- want to bring any by?
0: No, it's frozen. I'm saving it for fall, which is just around the corner. Arrow is king. Love Arrow bars. Can't go wrong with Smarties, boys. I know Smarties are very good. They're so good, America can't have them. Wonder Bar. We leave Jersey milks on Grandpa's grave all the time, Aww. and they always go missing when we come back. That's very sweet. I love Jersey milks, Kit Kat, Chunky. Yeah, that's it. Nineteen seventy six Capri Classic, Butterfinger. Hmm, I've had Butterfinger. I don't remember what it tastes like. I do not remember what it
2: tastes like. It's it's kind of like a crispy crunch. It's kind of like the American equivalent okay. of a crispy crunch. Right.
0: Pep chew, yummy. I remember Pep Chews. They, the only thing with a Pep Chew is when you ate that, then you couldn't have anything else because it was it just had that thing in it. I don't know. I couldn't have it. I, that was it. I had to go have water or lay down <laughs> after a Pep Chew. Um, British and it's wigwag, which delicious woven caramel covered in... Was it not wigwam?
2: I, I that I, wrong? I did look. It was wigwag. The okay. text line was right.
0: All right. Strud's uh, likes expired malted milk. There you go. Cuban lunch. Double Decker is a British chocolate bar, and it's amazing. Probably made by the Welsh. When you eat your Smarties low tide, do you eat the red ones last? No, I just eat them. Uh, I just I enjoy them. And I'd make sure not to drop them, because dropping them is a criminal Offense. Kit Kat's no good, but I do agree Big Turk no good. Where do you get Mirage Bars? Is that still um, Toys R Us?
2: Were they ever available at Toys R
0: Us? Oh, yes. When my kids were small, (laughs) I would go. just go to Toys R Us to buy them and then walk out with no toys because that's how I rolled. Where do you come down on Girl Guide Cookies? I love them. I'm selling some, lol. Northside Adam, I love Girl Guide cookies. Very good. Almost, almost sounds like a draft. Boys, are we? Do I have to get out of here now? Is it over? It's it's probably getting time. All right, Jason Gregor on the way. Thanks for tuning. This was a sports show. Thanks for tuning into the lowdown.